passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Washington offers a block. The blitz comes from the other side to Quell Jackson. And now again to Quell Jackson. You're listening to Believe in Colts with co-hosts Lawrence Owen and DeQuell Jackson, bringing you the latest and greatest about the shoe. Brady, middle, intercepted by DeQuell Jackson. Playfield, Ryan, intercepted, picked off at the five, touchdown DeQuell Jackson. What's going on, Colts Nation and NFL fans? I am back. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy DeQuell Jackson. We are here with Believe in Colts, and this is the Super Bowl edition. Um, yeah, this is we're going to talk about the big game. Dequell, uh, how excited are you about this game specifically? Yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. On one hand, you know, because I spent so much time in the AFC South or AFC North, rather, and playing the Bengals and beating up on the Bengals for a very long time, to see them in the Super Bowl right now is just beyond me. But Joe Burrow, you have to give him his credit how he's been able to 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 quarterback this team and, and pretty much be the point guard of this team and put him in a position to ultimately win Super Bowl 56. So there's a lot to talk about there. But uh, did we – we didn't talk about this, right? We're matching. This is the first time in a long time. So I just realized that. I was like, wait a bit. We're matching right now, you know? So, hey, you know what? This This is what it's all about for the Super Bowl, so. Oh, we'll see. We'll see if our predictions match, but I, I don't know about all. Well, we'll see. Uh, I, there's all kind of storylines with both quarterbacks, right? You got you got the Joe Burrow situation where you know basically one and a half years of play time, and then he's yeah. in the Super Bowl, and right. then and then you got Mr. Matt Stafford, who his entire career wasn't even wasn't even able to win a playoff game. No, and now. Wham! Straight to the Super Bowl as soon as he gets traded out. That's yeah. just a lot, lot to co- lot to cover. But hey, when it comes to the Super Bowl, you have a lot of people betting on it. Mm. A lot of money is going to be pushed on yeah. this Super Bowl. I promise you. And uh, the big game is finally here as we hit Super Bowl Sunday with the last game of the football season. As always, Bet Online has you covered from odds, scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. Bet Online's 
basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. Head to the BetOnline today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get started. The fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. So, I realized something today. I did not realize before. For some, maybe I I realize it in my in my old age. My brain just forgot, <laughs> but I didn't realize that one week a team practices, mm-hmm. and then the next week the other team practices when it comes up to the Super Bowl. I didn't know that. Is that something new? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? Okay, so I'm looking at the injury. I'm looking at the injury reports for the Super Bowl, and the Cincinnati Bengals have their injury report completely done Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yeah, and then you go to the Rams, and all they have is yesterday's up. They still have yet Thursday and Fridays to come up. Oh, uh, so I I think, and I don't know this to be true. I don't know this for to be true again. I, I think they alternate. I think they practice the same day, but just at a later time. Is mm. that is that I, I don't I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe because you're right. Be- I saw the Rams report or um the Bengals report, right? Or mm-hmm. yeah, the Bengals and- is completely done and everything, and it's showing you know who's questionable, who's not, you know. Right, right. It's a tricky the Super Bowl, the rules change every year. It's hard unless you're actually on those teams or you're a significant other of those teams. The the little small details of you know, like for instance. There's this story, and I never experienced it because I've never played in the Super Bowl, but for the majority of the beginning of the week, when you're in the Super Bowl hosting city, you stay in one hotel, right? And that's where your family, friends, and fans kind of know where you are because everyone has different media obligations. But mm-hmm. the later part of the week, teams typically move further away away from the noise and the festivities of what the Super Bowl brings in any host city. So. Again, the practice schedule in the middle of that, I'm sure, alternates between different locations or what have you. Um, I heard earlier today that because of the win and because of the practice the Rams wanted, they were moving from their designated practice facility to some other facility somewhere in California that basically didn't have as much wind so they can throw the ball and the practice could be more crisp. I mean, coaches during this time, they get very – you really see who's superstitious. Like coaches are very uh, protective about practices and where you're practicing and who's watching. And ob- for obvious reasons in the past with the Patriots and Spygate and all every other type of gate there was. So during this time, it gets really, really interesting in terms of how each team approaches the Super Bowl, where they practice, practice schedule and will they allow guys to actually enjoy being at the Super Bowl? And I think a lot of veteran court or a veteran coaches actually allow their players the beginning of the week, not to have a curfew, um, basically um, uh, work as if you're back home. Like when you're home in your respective city, you don't have curfews at your own house. You're grown men for Christ's sake. So, <laughs> you know, so a lot of coaches will say, okay, let's get there earlier. Uh, 
let's get all the excitement out. Go enjoy being what it feels like to be in the Super Bowl. But at this certain date, this certain time, we have curfew. We're about business. We're trying to win a, a Super Bowl. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It, you know what else is interesting? And I had to and I, I was I fell victim to this about this Joe Burrow conversation, this whole narrative that somehow, some way we're talking about him as if he's a he's the underdog. You know, this guy has done nothing but he started Ohio State. He transfers to uh, LSU. He wins the Heisman. He wins the national title game. He's the number one pick of the draft. But somehow, some way he's the underdog. That notion has been far gone along. When he decided to transfer to go to LSU and win a Heisman, win a national title, that label, we 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 can't we can't talk about him as if he's an underdog. And somehow, somewhere, I get this notion that because of his team and the Bengals and what have you, that his play, what he's done this year, he's seems to be an underdog for whatever reason. I don't know if you agree on that or, or, or what. Or am I just making that up? Oh, I not only see him as an underdog. I mean, it's it's uh, okay. So, I, I don't. The underdog statement stands. Uh, I, I think the Rams are favored. So yeah, that traditionally yeah. puts him as an underdog. Mm-hmm. But the inexperience and 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 getting into the the limelight and stuff like that 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 might yeah. affect a young player that I assume is uh, some part of what you're talking about as well. You know where. You, you think, well, th- this is a young quarterback who has barely had any time in the NFL, let alone to play in any big, important games, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's he, he just played in his biggest, important, most important game of his whole life right. uh, just two weeks ago, right? And won. So yeah. that's, that's important. Now, that's, the Super Bowl is a different animal. We all know this. You yeah. got all the media in your face, 24. Four seven, and I don't think that uh, the NFL is al- going to allow you to go. I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Classic Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so you know, but but he handles himself very very well. He yeah. really does, and uh, I agree with you on the aspect of the man's played in big games in his life. I mean, mm-hmm. You know, people go well college is just college do you realize i mean those of you who watch the nfl and not college college stadiums are packed and they are huge they're bigger than most nfl stadiums exactly right uh especially in the south right Mm -hmm. in the in the you got hundred thousand seat stadiums that down there right 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 and 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 it nationally tele worldwide televised uh, yeah. uh, like you know your legit world. rock stars yeah they're famous before they ever yeah uh, walk into the NFL everyone exactly. knows exactly exactly yeah. and, and and in this situation when I'm looking at him and and I think is this going to affect Joe Burrow uh you know mentally and all I can think of him is right after. Right after the championship, they got the picture of him sitting in that chair, mm-hmm. leaned back with a cigar in his mouth. You know what I mean? And 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 I'm like, right. I don't think anything would <laughs> affect this young man. Yeah, I really yeah. don't. You know, it's um, interesting you say that. I was watching 
ESPN first take, I believe it was t- today, and Kurt Warner was on it, and Stephen A. Smith was talking about how Joe Burrow and the Bengals are playing with house money mm-hmm. and that basically there is no pressure. And Kurt Warner's response to that was he respected Stephen A. Smith. He respected his comment, where he was coming from, but he was absolutely off on this one. He's like, and Kurt Warner, obviously he's played in the Super Bowl. He would know better than most people. The way he explained it is if the Super Bowl is like, it's unlike any other game you've ever been a part of. You alluded to it a second ago, the media attention. You're the only game that's going to be on. You're the only quarterback that that's going to be only, that's only one other quarterback. All the immense pressure that you don't think about, the external pressure that you don't think about, it's going to affect you. The plan is how you uh, if you let if you allow it to creep up and affect your play. So he brought this different perspective. But even I didn't know about just the different pressures of being in a game like this. You wake up, you dreamed your entire life from a young kid ever since you put on a strapped on a helmet and played this game about this moment. And now it's happening. And I couldn't help but go back to the AFC championship game, the biggest game I'd ever played in many years ago. And I remember it felt different mm-hmm. from being in the locker room. I'll give an example. Throughout the regular season, from a player standpoint, the beat reporters come to your lockers after the game, right? So you get used to that type of uh, that that feel, that 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 attention. You you expect it. But in the AFC championship game, we were we were going to podiums. You had to be requested. So if they wanted to speak to Lawrence Owens, you had to go to the podium when you have a bunch of lights flashing on you and you're standing like you're giving a presentation. It's the same people that you've talked to all year long. It's a different feel to it. It puts more pressure on it. And people start to dig deep into your stories and they 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 have time to talk more about. So it was a different it was a different feel, man, that I, I absolutely embrace. But I can only imagine, you know playing in the Super Bowl and for a, a team that's as young as the Cincinnati Bengals, for Joe Burrow, who just is Joe Cool, Joe Burr, whatever you want to call him, the fact that he was able to win a game after being sacked nine times, and I think he has an uncanny ability to move on to the next play. Because most quarterbacks that I played against that were those high-profile guys, if they got hit multiple times, they were going to let the ref know about it. They were going to let the offensive line know about it. And it you you knew you had him at that point. Joe Burrow doesn't seem to have that. He doesn't seem to let that bother. However he deals with it, he just goes out and makes plays. And a ton of those plays have been off script because mm-hmm. of the inability of his offensive line, who, quite frankly, is going to have to have a, a bit uh, of an overhaul. Yeah, they have <laughs> the biggest task. This upcoming Sunday with Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Von Miller, Miller. you know, they this is going to be a huge task for this O-line and Joe Burrow. But I think it's going to be a a, I don't think it's going to be a blow. I think it's going to be a pretty close game that people uh, don't and don't intend it to be for some people to be. You want to make some money? How about investing it in an exciting asset that's outpaced the S&P 500 by 164% for 25 years? 
I'm talking about art. Masterworks is a new investing app that allows you to invest in blue chip paintings from icons like Picasso, Monet, Warhol, without needing millions and millions of dollars. Over 300,000 people have already signed up. Get priority access with our unique promo. Log on to masterworks.art slash believe. That's masterworks.art slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. See important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclosures. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning of the year, as soon as uh, as soon as Matt Stafford went to the Rams, I said they're my favorites in the NFC. Now I think they're the yeah. best team in the NFC. They're my pick to go to the Super Bowl for the NFC. Yeah, but going back to you know the Super Bowl being a different animal when it comes to sports, it is the most watched event, not Every sporting year. event. Yeah. Most watch event in the entire world. Yeah. Over a hundred million people, 102 million people watched it last year. A hundred and two million live. Oh my yeah. goodness. Right. Yeah. And that's you can't that's something that just those numbers alone could get into your head. You know oh, what I mean? It's getting into my head. I'm not even playing again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gives me chills thinking about it. Oh my goodness. And and you got to just kind of push that off to the side and just be like, you know what? Block everything out. What's on the field is what's in front of you, you know? But I mean, that's what they say, but I'm a hundred percent sure it is harder to do than, you know, than just say. (laughs) I just remember. So normally in a regular season game, there's a really quick turnaround with halftime. You know this. There's a 10 minute from the whistle blows from the time you kick the ball off or receive the ball. There's 10 minutes. So by the time you go in the locker room, go take a leak, get with your coach, you know, go through your corrections and you're back out on the field. With halftime, you spend a, I don't know what the time is. I think it, it may be 20, 30 minutes. I'm not sure, but it's, it's not like any other game. And obviously you can hear what's going on outside. You know, mm-hmm. and this year, you know, you have uh, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Plige, Kendrick Lamar. This, this is a full concert, you know, mm-hmm. like it is every uh, halftime of Super Bowl. So there's a lot of different things from a player standpoint that just from a organizational standpoint, just from the timing of it all, it's different. It really is. And, you know, everyone, every celebrity is going to be in town. Everyone that you've ever grown up with, they're watching the game. I mean, it's a this this event is just what it is. It's an event. And early on, probably the first five minutes of this game, we're probably going to see some sloppy play from both teams. <laughs> you know, it, it's just it, it's only natural. It's only right because you 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 have to get in the floor of the game, and I don't think you ever really you ever really you know, not think about you playing in the Super Bowl. And when I played in the AFC Championship game, that's all I could, every play, I was like, every time I was on the sideline, I was like, man, this is the AFC Championship game. Like, you never think about what mm-hmm. game it is in the regular season. It's just the opponent, right? You're mm-hmm. trying to make adjustments. And, you know, and I pride my, I prided myself of being a, a pretty calm person, but 
those games there, man, I, I, I've never had a chance to experience it, but uh, I've, I, I've experienced it through other teammates of mine that's played and uh, it's a, it's a heck of a, it's a heck of a feat. And when you win, it makes it that much sweeter. So we talked about Joe Burrow and how this could affect it. Let's talk about Matt Stafford, the guy who, you know, for all those years in Detroit had that hanging over his head. People say he just can't win important games. Yeah. You know, he's 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 a stud in the regular season, but just can't do it in the postseason. Most of the time, let's be fair, ladies and gentlemen, he didn't get to the postseason most of the time. I mean, he didn't have a team around him. Uh, but getting to the Super Bowl, has he erased that or does he need to win the Super Bowl to get that monkey off his shoulder? I think the way this team was built in the last few years, making a splash and get rid of Jared Goff, which was uh, a big decision from Sean McVay's part in that front office because Jared Goff, you remember this, he led this team to a, the first Super Bowl underneath uh, Sean McVay. So I think this is a uh, this season will be a loss if they don't win the Super Bowl because of the guys that Odell Beckham, who who's come over to to pair with Cooper Cup. You know, we forget about um, well Van Je Van Jefferson, who's been uh, a, a very good asset for them. You know, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Uh, but, uh, you know, you look on the defensive side of the ball, you look at all the tools they have there, and then you added Matthew Stafford was the cherry on top to mm -hmm. really connect this team together and really flourish underneath a McVay's offense and his brilliant mind. I think what, and we saw a little bit of this, a little bit of this towards the end of the season, how Matthew Stafford will convert back to his Detroit days. And I think if Matthew Stafford can go out and be the point guard, distribute the ball where it needs to be and rely on his experience and his football IQ, as opposed to his arm strength, if he can go out and do that, I think the Rams will win this game. Um, I, I, However, I do think it'll be close. But if Matthew Stafford can rely on his experience in football IQ and not put him put his team in trouble by just relying on that arm strength, I think you got a chance. But if we see, you know, that arm arrogance and and just thinking he can make every throw on the field, being in a big moment game where obviously, uh, you know, I think it will if he can go out and win this game, it will erase some of those doubts that he can't win the big one. Clearly what went on in Detroit was unlike anything else. And one year with a good team around him with a great offensive mind, minded coach, he's in the Super Bowl. So yeah, I think before this season, he was only three in the playoffs and now he's three and zero in the playoffs and potentially can win the Super Bowl 56. So uh, you have to give credit when credit is due. But again, the only thing that concerns me about Matthew Stafford, it's his arm strength and him relying too much on that and not reading what the defense gives him. But I do think this changes the the, the narrative about him and potentially if he's a Hall of Famer or not. Yeah, I mean, we'll go back to last, uh, the NFC Championship. He played a phenomenal game. Had there not been drops by all of those major players – Odell Beckham Jr. had the drop. They ended up being an interception. You had Van Jefferson drops. You had uncharacteristic Cooper Cup drops. You right. had a drop by someone I never even heard of in the back of the end zone when he was <laughs> wide open. 
right? <laughs> we all we all remember that play. There <laughs> right. was drops galore in that game, <laughs> and Matt was just hitting them head on. Bam, bam, bam. I, if he plays like that in this game, like you're saying, you know, <laughs> yeah. just just playing that, you know, hit your open guy. Yeah, Matt Stafford's going to destroy the the Cincinnati Bengals defense. I really yeah. do think that. But like you said, if Cincinnati can get in his head and mm-hmm. he feels like, you know, I got to put this team on my shoulder and make, a, you know, right. tight window throws all the time and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. There could be a chance that since he could really, you know, uh, put it on, you could see a game like what you was talking about earlier in the season where I think he had a few intercepts, like three mm-hmm. interceptions in one game, you know, right, right. Especially yeah. with especially with what we was talking about earlier about all the pressure of this being the Super Bowl. Yeah, and quite frankly, what another thing that scares me if if Cincinnati understands how well, let's look at the Rams' offense and how they've been able to be successful. Obviously, you got dynamic playmakers with Odell Beckham Jr. and Cooper Cup, uh, and obviously uh, the tight end. Um, uh, Tyler, Tyler Higby. Yeah. There's a that the reports I read, I think he's going to be highly questionable, mm-hmm. you know, to play in this game, which takes away another threat, a, a big target down the middle of the defense. So uh if if the Bengals come out, a guy named I believe his name is Michael Mike Hilton, he's the nickelback for the Bengals. Yeah. If he can go out and minimize the damage that Cooper Cup uh normally does to opposing defenses, I'm sure they're going to have a plan for him. If that if Matthew Stafford, if that option is taken away, obviously he has Odell Beckham Jr., but that's when we're really going to dive into, we're going to see if Matthew Stafford is is, is um, um, dialed in. Uh, because if he starts forcing, to your point, it, we he can't go out and try to force the ball to Cooper Cup if it isn't there. Because we know the big game, they're going to do everything they can. You can't stop him. You can minimize his impact on the game. But if he goes out and tries to force the ball and force it and force it and force it, uh, that could be that could be some problems waiting to happen. That could be problematic. But um, I do think not having his tight end there will will change some things. But you got Sony Michelle, you got Sony Michelle and Cam Akers. You know, you can decide to come out and run the football. So uh, I think he has many weapons around him that can bail him out. He just doesn't need to screw it up himself. <laughs> Yeah. Underrated grab by the Rams with Sony Michelle. Yes, he yes. was given up for dead in New England. I yes. talk to New England guys all the time, people who cover New England, and New England fans were split, you know, because you know, former high draft pick, you know, himself, yeah. and they felt like, well, you know, Harris and all them came in, and he just they thought he was a bust. You know, for the most, I, part. I love Sonny Michelle. I love what he brings, and to. and he brings physicality. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not he's not the fastest guy. He's not the mm-hmm. biggest guy. But when he yeah. he goes out there, and he leaves it all on the field, you you see it. He he, he he'll uh he he has that kind of Wolverine mentality of yeah. I'm just gonna go right through you if I have to. You right. know, and, and he's and great I, at pass blocking. He mm-hmm. he's a, he's really you can. You don't have to take him off the field. He's good at pass pro. He's good out of the backfield catching the ball. Again, uh, to your point, he's not the fastest, but he's going to mm-hmm. give you everything his body can give you. Exactly. And I, like I said, you, you've seen where there were games this year 
where Matt Stafford and the Rams relied heavily on on him, you know, to to uh, run the ball and, and and get pass rush off of Matt Stafford, stuff like that. Right. And they they do a very good job. And Cam Akers is no joke as a running back. He's pretty solid as well. And then you go flip on the other other team. I mean, they got Joe Mixon. <laughs> right. They got, I mean, Joe Mixon ain't no no sneezing running back. You know, he's not right. some guy that you just be like, ah, he's just another one yeah. of those, you know, you know, dime a dozen running backs. No, no, no. Joe Mixon's just very similar, a, a bulldozing, but he's got some quickness to him. Right. You know, Joe's got a little bit more quickness to him. This, this is gonna this, be an interesting game. We, we we talk about we talk about Matt Stafford and Joe Burrow, and that is the big story basically leading up to the Super Bowl. But how ironic would it be if it was the running backs on both these teams <laughs> right, that right. took the game over? Right, right. They're going to have an impact. They're definitely going to have an impact, whether it's in the run game or the pass pro game. They're going to have an impact, and and more so Joe Nixon because you got to he's got to help that old line. Yeah. There's no secret. They, you know, this O-line has not been really great at pass protecting, but Joe Burrow has been great at off-scripted plays. And that's partly, in my opinion, due to the inability to them to really solidify that pass rushing or protecting the quarterback. So Joe Nixon is going to play a huge part in that. But I think this postseason, you look at the Bengals offense and how they've been successful because they know they obviously have an issue and they're going to have a monumental feat in stopping an Aaron Donald. He can literally take over a game by himself. They've realized, the Bengals have realized what Joe Burrow does well, he, get, he gets rid of the ball. He doesn't hold on to the ball. He knows there's a problem in front of him. If his read isn't there, he's, he's scrambling, he's moving around, he makes the proper read. So Zach Taylor and that offense have – They've done a great job of getting the ball out of his hands, and they're going to have to do a lot of that if they expect to be in this football game. That's definitely for sure. And talking about all the potent offense on both sides of the field, what are the odds that a guy like what we already discussed, uh, uh, an Aaron Donald or a Leonard Floyd or a former Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller? Yeah. Yes. could possibly grab a, a, an MVP, right? Yeah. It's yes. it's quite possible with looking at the, the, the offensive line and the situation that the Bengals have. Yes, I like this game because it's going to be one up front. This is, the game mm-hmm. is going to be one in the trenches. Uh, O-line, we, everyone's talking about how bad you are, how poorly you protected for Joe Burrow, but you still had a really good um, running attack with Joe Nixon. Obviously, the quarterback, Joe Burrow has been effective, and now you're up against the creme de la creme of pass rushers. Von Miller has done it before. Aaron Donald wants that Super Bowl ring. We saw the impact he had in the championship game. His play was the one that made the the to seal the game. You know, sacking the quarterback and and the quarterback. You know, we've seen that play before, getting rid of the ball and end up turning to interception. But um, this game is going to be one up front. You're right. I would not be surprised if one of these D linemen that we mentioned, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, or even Jalen Ramsey, for Christ's sake, uh, will make the biggest impact in this game because Jalen Ramsey has been on record this week of saying he wants and he would welcome the matchup of following around Jamar Chase because 
let's face it, you take away Jamar Chase, I don't know what this offense looks like from the Bengals standpoint because they, uh, out of every team in the National Football League, they have the most touchdowns of, I believe, 20 yards or more of any other team. So what that tells me is they rely heavily on those dynamic big chunk plays. And if Jalen Ramsey has been outspoken about it, hey, match me up on this guy. I'm the best at what I do. And he said that on record. I'm the best at what I do. Please match me up on this guy. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to that matchup. But in the end, it's going to come down to the trenches for sure. I don't I don't see it being a man coverage most of this game. Um, the, the Bengals have a lot of really good receivers. And uh, even tight end, CJ Uzuma is yeah, most yeah. likely going to play. You know, they, right. they've got good receivers. So, um I don't know if you play a lot of man or not because Burrow is not shy of tucking that ball down and taking off yes. with it also. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's probably the, going to be the best matchup to watch this game. You, you, you hit on it, you know, Jamar chase, Jalen Ramsey, that's going to be a fun one right there just to see if, if, if chase can continue, continue to dominate games like he has all season. Right. So. Uh, yeah. I really I think, think this is going to be a, this won't be a, a 16 to 19 type of game. I think there's going to be a significant amount of points scored in this game. Uh, whether whether it be lopsided or not, I think that Zach Taylor is going to come up with a great plan and can back what Aaron Donald and that defensive front, how they can cause havoc. And what do you do with a with a, a D line a, a D line that is that can take over a game? You screen them to death. You draw them to death. You 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 um, you run some hurry up offenses. You keep them. You get them tired, and they're going to have to come up with a great game plan uh, for this team because clearly, if they gain them that momentum early, and Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay has time to dial up plays, and with a cushion lead, it's going to be hard to stop them. But I do think Joe Burrow they will not go quietly. Uh, they're going to make it a dog fight for sure. Okay, so for Joe Burrow, obviously we discuss his peace of mind is Jamar Chase. When on Matthew Stafford, his peace of mind is, well, it's no secret, it's Cooper Cup. And what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important ever than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connect connection either. And plans start for under $4 a month. So, so go grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plans plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free because Nord has a 30-day money-back guarantee. I wish we could get a 30-day money-back guarantee for the Colts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just saying. Uh, that that would have been awesome. Uh, 
Football should have a mulligan. Yes. Every every team should have one game where they go, that's a mulligan. We get to replay <laughs> that. <laughs> Replaying the Jacksonville game. <laughs> yeah, Colts could, could use a few mulligans this year. Right. <laughs> Man. Um, so looking at this game, there's a, a, a lot of uh, looking at the Cincinnati Bengals injury report. Uh, we haven't yet to see much of the Rams injury report. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, but mm-hmm. uh, there's some questionable guys. You you talked about it earlier. Uh, Cam Sample, their edge rusher, has a groin injury. Uh, he's Ooh. questionable for the game. C.J. Uzama, who is so important yeah. for this team. Yeah. He, he's at, He's got that knee problem. Uh, Josh to, uh, Topoa. Topoa? I, I can't pronounce Don't it. Don't ask me. Don't ask T-U-P-O-U. I, that's, that's an interesting yeah. name. Yeah. I'd love to get someone. Hey, I'll tell you what, if you're watching this on YouTube and you know how to pronounce that name, phonetically spell it for us in the chat. I'd appreciate Absolutely. it. Uh, but he has a knee problem. He's questionable. Stanley Morgan, the wide receiver and also Jackson Carmen, a guard. Yeah. You can't have, uh, an already questionable offensive line with, with injuries <laughs> on that offensive line. That's not good. No. Um, but you got guys, you got two guys, two guys for the Rams that haven't even practiced yet this week. And that's uh Joe Noteboom, an offensive lineman. And hmm. then you touched on it. Tyler Higby has yet to because yeah. of that knee injury he's got. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a sprained knee before. And a sprained knee is a sprained MCL. And the only way to recover from that, Lawrence, is rest. And that's a, probably about a three to four week recovery period. And this was only two weeks that he's been out. So in my opinion, I think he's highly unlikely to play. And that's going to be a huge blow for that, for, for the offense, for the Rams. But there's a there's a guy that, um, which I think right now, he's currently the oldest player in the National Football League. Obviously because Tom Brady retired, is Andrew Wentworth. Andrew Wentworth, that's my guy. I played against him for many years, for eight years over in, in Cleveland when he was with Cincinnati. And that's another storyline that uh, the guy's just been a consummate pro. He's been mm-hmm. he's been such a, a stalwart at the offensive tackle position for this is, I want to say, his 16th year. And so for him to, to be playing in the Super Bowl and to play his former team has to be a bittersweet moment. Uh, but I do think if, if if he can pull this off, if the Rams can pull this off, uh, what better way to go out than to go out with a Super Bowl ring and go out uh, retired and beat your former team that gave up on you pretty much. So yeah. I had to, had to throw that out there because he's been uh, – it, it, there was a there was something else I read about Andrew. So apparently last year he had gotten injured. And obviously Joe Burrow – had gotten injured as well. He tore his ACL, I believe, right? And they were rehabbing in the same location in California. And Andrew and Joe Burrow spent a lot of time together, so much so they were hanging out with each other during their birthdays. And basically Wentworth developed this relationship with Joe Burrow. So it's just, a, it's just you know, the degrees of separation in the NFL is uh, – is very small and it's just, you know, during the Super Bowl, you hear all these different storylines. And I thought that was interesting to bring up that a guy that's 40 some years, 40 years old and playing for the opposing team is actually mentoring the quarterback on the other side of the football field. So 
uh, thought it was an interest, interesting story. Uh, a lot of different, a lot of good things come out of the Super Bowl and some of the relationships that uh, some of these guys form. Absolutely. Uh, you, you see it a lot. I mean, different types of relationships uh, that form and, and and guys still stay connected well after they, mm-hmm. they, they'd still be playing or not playing. It doesn't matter, yeah. you know, and you're, you're still connected. So that's, that's really cool. That's, that's the beautiful thing about sports is because yeah. you do create a lot of different relationships with a lot of different people that are a lot, most of them, a lot of them are like lasting relationships. Yeah. No, right? no, no. A lot of my friendships have come from just within the locker room. Mm-hmm. You just, uh, you have an appreciation for, you know, you look to your left, you look to your right and the guys are, you know, have given just as much as you have, if not more. And so there's a, there's a gentleman's respect that comes with it. Uh, and we just, it's a big fraternity, you know, normally my wife and I we're normally at the whole city of the Super Bowl. It's a really fun time for any former and current player that's not playing in the, in the big game. It's a way to connect with the generations of, uh, of players. And I remember the first time my wife, I had taken my wife to a Super Bowl. We were on the elevator with Brett Favre and, you know, I, me, it was the first time I had met him. So it was like, I, you know, we, I shook his hand, took a picture with my wife and we get to this players legends lounge where only former and current players are allowed or your significant others or family. So it's a big deal, food, drinks, television screens, and sitting next to us is Troy Aikman. <laughs> and my wife is a diehard, you know, uh, Washington Commanders fan. And her wife or and um, her family is, but you know, it's like go say something. It's all family, and like he, this is a moment where you can take pictures with yeah. some of these, you know, household name players that we've grown up watching. And everyone was extremely nice. And we saw Icky Icky Woods there. We took a picture Ooh. with him. I mean, it was just that was a moment that I told. I was like, listen, this is a big fraternity. Anyone that's in this room right now is football affiliated and they expect they're okay with taking photos and we, you know, uh, respect each other's boundaries. So it was a great time just to, it's always a great time to connect. I met players from the sixties and just talking about some of the thing challenges they had to deal with from a football standpoint, there was no, you had to have multiple jobs back then. This wasn't what it is now, you know, so just connecting with guys going to, Golfing events, different different events of, of uh, you know Nike and what have you. It's really a fun time, and uh, this year we decided not to go. But uh, obviously, the Super Bowl is the cherry on top, and um, yeah, it's just a it's just a great moment. It, it, that's when you realize um, when you played this game and how many people love it and enjoy it, and uh, the former players they're here to help. Yeah. Man, you brought up Icky Woods. I remember Icky Woods. Right, right, left, left, right, left, mm-hmm. right, left. Spike. Yeah, <laughs> shuffle, baby. <laughs> all right. Um, hey, former Bengals. I'm sure he, you know, all about this this game. Um, mm-hmm. There, if you follow the Rams, if you're rooting for the Rams, there is a positive note in the injury report right now. Safety Tyler Rapp did have a full practice Wednesday off of that concussion that he had mm. earlier um, against yeah. the the 49ers. 
So usually that is a good sign. You got to have that full full practice off a of concussion before medical can come in and you know release you to be able to to play. So that's always a good good sign. Um, definitely you you want your best safety out there, right? I mean, come on now against against Joe Burrow and that passing attack. You, sure. you need, you're you're going to need rap out there. Um, I think it's about time for us to give our predictions for this game, man. Okay. You want me to go first? I think I will go ahead and give you the floor. All right. Um, so I've been going back and forth with this one because I think everyone roots for the underdog. Here I am saying the underdog, the underdog team. Uh, everyone likes a good story. I think Joe Burrow is all of that, right? He's a first pick of the draft. Right now, he's a, he's the only first pick of the draft to take his team to a Super Bowl in his second year. He's from Ohio. He grew up somewhat rooting for the Bengals. It's just a really fascinating story from the Bengals standpoint. Two years ago, they were 2-14, and 14, which allowed them to – go pick Joe Burrow first overall. You look at the other side, Matthew Stafford, many, many wasted years in Detroit. Uh, we, No one would disagree. His his talent, his arm talent was always there. He hadn't lost any velocity. It was a matter of him just getting the right coach, the right scheme, and the right players around him. He's done that. So, however, I just have to go off sheer just volume of players and, and just impactful players. When you look at, I'm going to name these names, right? Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, you know, uh, Van Jack. I mean, there's, there's just so many players on the Rams side, on the Rams team that it's hard for me not to root for them. Ultimately, that was the deciding factor for me. I think they just the Rams are going to have too much firepower in the end. My prediction of the game, hell, uh, let's say 35-28. I think it'll be somewhat close. I think we're going to see some – it's going to be an entertaining game. Uh, But I just think the Rams in the end will just have too much, too much firepower from an offensive standpoint and too much too much heat and pressure from the D-line standpoint that's going to stifle um, the Joe Burrow's attack and, and really, really neutralize him throwing the ball down the field with Jamar Chase. Now, looking at those numbers, that's all touchdowns. There are no field goals in those numbers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 35-28, <laughs> no <laughs> field goals there. Okay, so – I like, I agree. You kind of gravitate a little bit towards the underdog situation going on here. You always like to root for the underdog, but at the same time, you got to feel good. Cincinnati is a team that's still young. They're inexperienced. They're still building the team. Um, The fact that they're even here is just a testament to the leadership around that team right now. That's just – it's amazing. And they're, they're going to have multiple opportunities in the future to do this again. Multiple, right? Right. They're going to be fighting, of course, with the Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City and 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 Josh Allen in Buffalo uh, mm-hmm. for years to come. It's going to be an amazing thing to watch. 
But I agree with you. I just I feel like there's too much power on both sides of the balls on the Rams for the Bengals to win this game. Um, just the defense is is good at getting pressure. This is not the Kansas City Chiefs that they're playing against. Okay. <laughs> Joe Burrow's going to have problems against yes. some of this pass rush. Okay. He thought that he had a bad time against the Titans. Ew. Watch. All right. Uh, no offense to the Titans. They got a great pass rush this year. They did. Right. I mean, Simmons and Harold Landry and, and um, the guy that they brought over. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they, they had a good pass rush. Uh, had nine sacks against them and all that, but and, and honestly should have won that game. But the Bengals and Joe Burrow found a way through. I don't think it's going to happen this time. I really don't. Um, if Ramsey, like we talked about, best best corner in the league, or self self proclaimed best corner, most likely he's definitely top three. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely top three, and he's gonna make things difficult between Burrow and Chase. He's not always going to be open to throw to him and be that safety blanket to get rid of the football. He's mm. gonna have to rely on Boyd and Higgins and other guys as well. So, and, and on the, on the flip side, and he's gonna have to do that with all the pressure in his face. So right, that, that's gonna be a problem. On on the flip side, you, okay, the Bengals. Defense is okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't see them as something absolutely fantastic. DJ Reader was a good uh, grab. Trey Hendrickson, you know, that's their man. But again, uh, you you got a good question here on on the Mike Hilton thing. Can Mike Hilton step up and do something? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I I don't. I don't. I mean, Cooper Cup's just Cooper Cup, man. Right. Uh, my God, that's, that's like trying to. It's kind of no, like trying not. to stop Debo Samuel. The yeah, same, you, same aspect. Right. You can't stop him. You can just minimize the damage, and his damage is. It, it, yeah, he has a he has a tall task ahead of him. Yeah, Mike Hill. I see. I see the Rams scoring a lot in this game just like you what you had uh mm-hmm. I, not quite as much i, I got 34 points okay. rather than 35 i i got yeah. two field goals in there okay okay and yeah you went all touchdowns yeah, touch <laughs> i got 34 24 that's my score rams I, I like over the that. Bengals. yeah so. yeah it, it, yeah I, I just think we've watched a lot of football in our days you've played a little bit and you've covered football for a very long time I've never seen a team just be able to neutralize a pass rush. It's just hard for me to, and I and I feel like a, it's just hard for me to root against those guys. It's just yeah. too much firepower. It's too much production, too much proven production on the Rams side of the ball. I just think the experience, like you mentioned, the experience is going to kick in. Yeah. The last three minutes of the, the fourth quarter, that's when Aaron Donald comes alive. He's been alive the whole game, but he finds a way to beat a double team. And it's like the guy gets better as the game goes on. Mm-hmm. And he can't be stopped. And this isn't like the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs, obviously, they have Chris Jones. They have some guys that can get up to the passer. But a lot of those sacks were manufactured. Von Miller, Leonard Floyd, 
and Aaron Donald can beat you man on man. They don't need a scheme. <laughs> they can beat a double team. They can beat you one on one. And that is problematic for the entire Bengals offense. So, yeah, I'm going with all all touchdowns. I, I got to stick to it. <laughs> I have to stick to it. But it, I think we, we listen. We wore the shirt for the for the right reasons. We're on the same page when it comes to yeah. predictions. So uh, I'm leaving it at that. The the experience is a big thing. Von Miller, you know, um, he know you talk about you know Joe's a big strong quarterback, and you know at he can be tough to break down. Von Miller was the MVP of the Super Bowl against somebody who was the MVP of the season, who we all can say was one of the biggest, strongest, most athletic quarterbacks in the NFL that <laughs> yes. the NFL has ever seen up to that point. <laughs> yes. And he made him look like a little baby during that game. All yes. right. Because yes. <laughs> he had Newton. his way with Cam Newton. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and, and and then you you talk about it. You, you have to double and triple team uh Aaron Donald all the time and yeah. once that happens then you're leaving Leonard Floyd and Von Miller one on one and I right. against the offensive line of the Bengals and you got those guys one on one against those tackles yeah ah man Good that's luck. that's just a scary situation it really is guys if you're uh watching this on YouTube please in the chat drop your predictions for this Super Bowl if you are listening on your podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, please make sure you download it, share this, and come over to YouTube, click on it, let us know your prediction as well there, all right? And don't forget to share, uh, hit the like button if you watch on YouTube as well, it kind of helps us out on analytics, we really appreciate it. Any closing thoughts, Jack uh, DeQuill? Uh Some people call me Jack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I think for me, normally for the the Super Bowl halftime, I'm actually going to pay attention and, and watch the, the concert because most of the time they have, you know, the Beyonce's, like all the women get up for the halftime show, which I get. It's a brilliant marketing. I get it. But I'm actually looking forward to the halftime show and the performance uh, of uh, Dr. Dre. It's like anytime you're in California, it's like the NFL knows it. You have to let Snoop Dogg know about it. Uh, and so it's just, uh, I've seen him in concert once before he's a great entertainer and I'm looking forward to obviously the game, everything we talked about, I'm looking forward to the actual game, but I, I'm definitely going to be looking forward to uh, the halftime show for sure. Yeah. There, there, there's no doubt in my mind that family affair will be, be saying in that, in, in this, uh, Super Bowl. Um, but <laughs> I'm just saying because <laughs> that it's, it's that song that is so popular. Uh, and just and rolls with the whole Super Bowl theme, mm -hmm. I think. Um, actually, the last time I watched a Super Bowl halftime show, that I it actually changed my opinion on somebody. Uh, yeah. I I never watched a Katy Perry. Video. I was always like, oh yeah, yeah, Katie that Perry. Was, yeah, that was legendary. That was yeah. I love that 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 changed yeah. my opinion of Katy Perry. I'd never watched any of her stuff. I was like, that's a that's a teeny mm -hmm. bop girl. Right. I don't, I don't watch teeny bop girls. And then I saw that halftime show and I was like, yeah. she's good. Yeah. My, my son really loves, um, what's the song? Firework. Is it fire? Yeah. Something like that. Every yeah. day for drop off is either Carrie Perry, Katy Perry or pink. The, uh, rock star song. My song, my, my son loves it. He loves them. There you go. There we go. All right, guys. 
Thank you so much for watching. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by Bet Online. I'm Lawrence Owen. That's Dequel Jackson. And until next time, as usual, go Colts. go Colts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.